and we are live. Episode 9 of Games Talk Live, and I'm here with uh, the very powerful Colt Eastwood. How's it going, Colt? Bro, that intro is incredible. That oh, is incredible. That's so awesome. Well, uh, you are... <laughs> You are like you're one of the best in the community, man. Yeah, uh, thank you so it, much. Bro. That is awesome. I appreciate. I it. I loved watching that. I could watch it again. If oh, uh... <laughs> do you want to watch it? Everybody wants to watch it again. Let's roll it again. No, let's. Yeah, not it's do really that. awesome. Anyway, I've got the ticker going below. You know where to follow the men, but you probably already know where he's at on Twitter, um, and of course his YouTube channel where he does uh, Xbox videos and just some awesome great you know xbox influencer you know he's a great influencer for you know xbox and uh man seriously Colt, like uh one bad rap you get a lot is the fact that and 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 the funny thing about this is you've never made any kind of excuse for it you've always said hey i prefer the xbox brand and mm -hmm. here you are making xbox content because it's your favorite <laughs> platform and you yeah. still get you still get hate for it, and it's like, what's up with that, man? It's well, so I've weird. got a, I've got a tweet that's really popular that I don't know, like a yeah. hundred thousand people saw where I said, I've never claimed to be a neutral. I'm not a neutral. I've Xbox is my favorite platform, and I don't need to hate on other platforms just to, to explain which one I like the most. And of yeah. course, I make the jokes, and we we make we make little jokes here and there, and amongst our friends, like we'll make little. Uh, console worry things but yeah no. i try to keep it to a minimum try not to insult other people but i don't know i think uh Fonz, i think the console war as we've known it for like the past eight to 12 years is really becoming totally irrelevant and pointless to where if you're doing that uh it just doesn't have any merit anymore nobody cares yeah nobody really does um there's one thing i'd like to do here really quickly colt and it's okay you've been on this platform on youtube for quite some time how many years has it been uh i mean officially since it started in 06 um yeah, i've been making time. videos and stuff like that but as a gaming platform about four or five years yeah that's a long time yeah oh hey you're watching cold eastwood so don't take it personal you pansy this is cold eastwood and i've been playing mad max for a long time. Oh my gosh. Um, uh, I don't know. I'm about three quarters of the way through it and really enjoying <laughs> Why? it. And I thought I would just jump on and let you uh, see some of uh, how it's going. I'm really actually pretty far along as far as completion. Man, that, 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 uh, I, I don't know, but the cadence, it's the, same. The, the, the way you talk, everything, it's just, you're a whole new person, Colt. That's not the same. That's that's me streaming, basically streaming to yeah. Twitch so I could record it with my headset in real time. Horrible and, recording, uh, by the way. Hor horrible. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 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 Yes. Uh, Twitch was seven, 720p at the lowest bit rate possible. It was Man. really, and really bad. There's nothing you could do about it. And now you're Mr. Yeah. 4K. Everything's 4K. Everything's, Everything's beautiful, 4K shiny. 60. The voice is yep. beautiful. It's, it's, it's all... Uh, ready to go every time it's it just it's such a difference to see to hear like how different and i'm the same way we all changed up a bit just you know it's it's just like an evolution of ourselves and and, and that's something that just comes with the territory when you're making so many videos and stuff 
uh, it's just it's awesome to see how far you've come. It really is. Yeah, the little Easter egg in there was a good friend of mine, Tubbs, that lives in the New York area that I was friends with online for a long time. I was on a gaming forum with him for years, and we used to send video messages back and forth. I've never met him in person. And he wanted to record my intro for my videos, so he would make videos while he was on the job site. He was a construction worker, and he did that. Don't take it personally, you pansies. Yeah, and so yeah, I yeah. used that for for like a couple months. I noticed oh, that. That's funny. I noticed yeah. that. And really down weird. in the ticker below, I've got, of course, my channel supporters. Thank you all. I really appreciate all of you guys. And, you know, that's the way I shout you out on the show. I used to read everybody, but then it just the list has gotten longer. I, look, I appreciate it. But it's so awesome to see that you guys really do appreciate uh, what I do here. And I'm really trying to make GTL something very special. And uh, hopefully that resonates with you guys. And, of course, you know, Colt is one of the guys. Uh, and some of you may not know this, but Colt is one of the guys that I've always looked up to in terms of video editing and stuff. To me, I call him the editing king. And just... <laughs> For content in particular, like I look up to Colt and he's always been sort of a mentor for me. Him and Dealer Gaming both yep. have helped me out immensely. When I started, yeah, I was doing some cool stuff here and there. I think I'm a little biased, but they really helped shape where I'm going and how I've, uh, you know, evolved, I would say. And I, and I really appreciate that. Both of them. They've been amazing. You, you, you and I did a collaboration video in yep. 2017. Yep. about the Xbox One X versus the PS4 Pro, and you covered the PS4 Pro as it was, and I covered this the One X as it was, and mm -hmm. that video did really well, and people you know, really liked what we did. Uh, we haven't done stuff like that in a while, but yeah, yeah it's we should do fun. something like that again. I think it would be really fun, and, and uh, of course, it would, it would benefit me, Colt. Let's do... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but anyway... Let's get to something that um, I want to uh, do with you. I do it with everybody here on the show. And that, of course, is my five questions. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Enough of that music. Cold. I love it, man. So I love it. I love to do, the, do this trivia. Five questions, four trivia questions, and one uh, question that is very subjective. Anyway, okay. are you ready? I'm ready, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, Colt. <laughs> what celebrity helped unveil the OG Xbox back at CES 2001? Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Correct, sir. <laughs> oh, my, oh, my gosh. Hold on. This is, like, this is so cool. Like, Fonz and I are exactly the same age, so we constantly talk all the time. 80s, like early 80s, mid-80s references that... Nobody else that we talk to understand because they weren't born yet. Yep. So, like, this this whole thing right here is, like, a total joy for me. It, it, it's so, a nostalgia <laughs> throwback, and that's the way I like to do my show. So I love Cole, it. Second question. Okay. What year was Xbox 360 released? 2005. Got it right. They get a little harder, Cole. Oh, my gosh. Harder. Halo was originally going to be... A Mac exclusive. True or, f or false? True. I wish right, I could remember the name of it. It was something like uh, Journey or something like that. All right. So this is a quote from Steve <laughs> Jobs at the time. He said, we are starting to see great games coming back to the Mac, but this one is the coolest I've ever seen. So that was uh, Halo 
talking about Halo back when it was going to be a Mac exclusive, and then Microsoft a year later swooped it up and took it away from them. Like they always do. And it was a third-person shooter as well. Yeah. It was it was like a Master Chief-type guy in third person with an emphasis on the four-wheeler. Uh, the yeah. Warthog hadn't been quite born yet. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was a really <laughs> different type of game. But anyway. Yeah. It was like Roblox. <laughs> Well, it's, it's on a Mac. Give it a break, okay? I use a Mac. Dang it. All right. So this is another question here I have for you. First ever Xbox Live Arcade game. Which was the first game to hit Xbox Live Arcade? No help from the chat. Do not look. I won't look. I, I don't know, but I can only think of one because I wouldn't know what to guess. So it's just going to be a guess. I'll say Fusion Frenzy. Oh, Wrong. It was Miss Pac-Man. What? Miss Pac-Man. Miss Pac-Man was the first ever Xbox Live Arcade game. I didn't Live even know arcade. this. Okay. All right. Okay. So now we're going to get back to, we're going to do the uh, question that I ask everybody. Of course, the subjective one, which is, what is your favorite gaming experience ever? Oh, shoot. Um, oh, I guess it's got to be. GTA San Andreas. I, I don't know what it was. Like I, I played so many amazing games uh, for a long time. And a since one. I played some amazing games, but there was something that hit me when I got like 10, 12 hours into San Andreas where I was, I'd, I'd been away from gaming for about 10 years. I hadn't gamed as much as most people did kind of here and there. But anyway, when I came, when I got San Andreas, I had just gotten a console again and I, <laughs> this is how like far removed I was from gaming. I felt like, GTA San Andreas is like a nerdy, like RPG, like a Legend of Zelda game with a 90s gangster rap, like covering on hip hop like, infused. Yeah. Yeah. So yep, I'm like, yep. they're hiding these RPG elements where you, uh, where you level up your stamina and you're fighting and you're shooting, and you're driving and you're swimming and all that stuff. Like that was all, those CJ were all RPG a mechanics. I remember from older yeah. games that were for nerds. But they made it, yep. they like, dressed it up in this incredible menace to society, boys in the hood yep. thing that I loved when I was in high school. That whole game was so massive for me. That's basically when I became totally fully hooked back in that gaming. Was, so uh, that has to be irre irreplaceable. That's my favorite GTA game. Is yes. Just because the music, the soundtrack alone oh, was, yes. that was the, 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 the music I listened to back in the day. So the soundtrack alone already had me, but you know the whole thing with the RPG elements. CJ can get fat, skinny, you know, depending on how you yeah. know or how buff. much you do. Or yeah, it was yeah. It was I mean, really there was cool. there was really the cool. gangster gangster rap radio. There was the R and B radio that was really good. There was a, a like a house one that I actually liked a few songs, and then the dust was the classic rock one, which is amazing. And then it had um, it had like the it had a really. I don't know. It just had so much. That is such a it great really game. It really did. It really did. So good. I accept that answer, sir. Because <laughs> I, you know, as, as host of the show, I have the power to accept or deny your favorite gaming ex experience. Oh, good, good, okay? good. So anyways, you, you didn't win today, Colt, but you did win, you know, the fact that you got to hang out with me and do that little trivia. And, you know, it was fun. It was fun. Uh, let me say something. Since you did like the Go talk ahead. show thing or the uh, game show thing. Back when I was, when we were younger, we watched Double Dare on Nickelodeon. Oh, Double you, Dare! I remember that. The, remember, it was like two teams versus yep. each other, and I always remember second place won like 
a bike and a Nintendo <laughs> and a bunch of a bunch of other stuff. I'm like, I want to go just to lose. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like I won today. <laughs> you won. You won. Um, great studio, by the way. Every time I see your studio, I'm like, man, fantastic, fantastic. Uh, anyway, let's get to some uh, gaming topics here. Uh, we talked a little bit about you, and uh, now let's get into some gaming stuff. Uh, stream de- uh, stream deck. See, I did it. Everybody messes Everybody. up because I think it's a dumb name. First of all, the Steam Deck, of course, Valve's new portable gaming system. I personally do not like the name whatsoever. It's it too close sounds to the like Stream Deck, and know, it sounds Elgato. like a steaming pile of on the deck. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. It, yeah, yeah. The upper decker and all that. Yeah, it's just not. It doesn't sound good. Like this thing no. does not have a great name to it. I'm sorry, it doesn't. But anyway, the Steam Deck Colt, you getting one? I might, but I didn't you jump might. on it uh, the first day. I I don't think I'll use it. Let me explain why. Um, all of us here who are watching and in the chat, like all these people that I see in the chat, we play games like crazy all the time. But I just don't play games when I'm out. Like if I'm out running an errand or yeah. out with the family. I'm. I can't play games. I have to wait till I get home. And, and if I was sitting in the car, or at the grocery store pushing the cart with a handheld, I just yeah. I just can't see it happening. And when I'm out and around, like I may go somewhere where I have to wait in line for a minute, but that's where I pull my phone out and check Twitter for like a minute, and then I mush, move forward. And you know, I just I don't know. I just don't think my lifestyle meets an on the go thing. Does yours, Fonz? Uh, no, not at all. I'm, I've never been one to say, you know what? I would like to take this game on the go. I've never been that guy. Um, and, you know, and I've made the mistake of buying portable consoles in the past, uh, mm-hmm. whether it be the Sega Game Gear. Uh, oh, man, that last, lasted like two hours on batteries. Um, oh, it did? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then there was uh, the PSP, of course. I bought that because I was like, maybe I'll play this at work. But guess what? It's at my job for the last 12, 13 years. Just sitting there collecting dust. I've I, I rarely ever played it. Yeah, it's still there. Um, just don't care to play it. Uh, I'm just not a big handheld fan. I bought Switches, but my kids do play the Switches, so that's at least good. They're getting some play. But portable I mean, I handheld think the, game is not I think me. the Steam Deck is awesome. I think it's really, really cool, and it does the things that you would want a real handheld to do, is to let you take oh, your yeah. games natively on a big screen with with some actual power where it can run nicely. I think all of that's great. I just for me, I don't think it works. And my friends who've ordered one, I can't wait to hear their experience. Uh yeah, I mean it think it's I think it's pretty cool. I own personally I have about 70 games on Steam and with my game share partner uh, that I'm still game sharing with on Steam, we have over 200 games together that are they're all big AAA games, but they're games that I bought from like 2014 to 2017. Yeah. So I could dip back and play those. Uh, he, he has Red Dead 2 and uh, Cyberpunk but that the, he has like linked in there. But yeah. Uh, first, I want to say uh, to Hustle and Motivate, thank you for becoming a YouTube member. I appreciate you. And shout out to Zocker and uh, the General C and all the awesome people in the chat I see today. It's Asa, really cool. Joanna Mads Dark. There. Asa's there, Joanna yep. Dark. Uh, man, so many good people. Appreciate you. Uh, but the potential for this Steam Deck is really cool, I would say. And the fact that, you know, you can take your Xbox games on the go, Colt. I mean, yeah, that's what everyone is like 
Yeah, right? you can do that. Yeah. And 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 also with emulation, you could potentially even play Nintendo games on the go. You know, you don't even need that Switch. And the power in this thing is substantially better than a Nintendo Switch. Full RDNA 2. RDNA 2, <laughs> that's right. Hey, Punk made it. punk dish. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I love so, being on camera, Fonz, because we can wave to the people. Oh, yeah. Like, that's cool. Wave. Like, yeah. yeah, we can wave. So. Anyways, uh, but I really think the potential there of this thing is really cool. That factor, I, I see the, you know, that why people want it. It's got that cool factor to it. Look, I could take my, you know, Steam games on the go. I could play Xbox games. I could emulate. I could do all kinds of things. I appreciate that part of it. But for me, it's just the portability thing is not really a thing for me. I, I really don't care for that. Um, like at downtime at work, you probably couldn't pull out a gaming handheld and play. Like if somebody walked up, you'd be like, yeah, yeah I mean, it just kind of doesn't work for... But, like, I have friends who, like, Gaz from Game on Daily, he has, like, an, a long ride to work on the train. Like, people who commute where they're not driving, you know? Like, if I was in the back of a car, like, taking an hour-long commute to Seattle or something, I could be sitting in the back plane. But yep. more than likely, I would pass the time talking with people and having discussion on Twitter or doing other things. Like, that just, I don't know. I don't know. It works for other people, but not for me. Yeah, yeah. But do you see any other potential to this Steam Deck? I mean, effectively. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. talk about. I don't know the sp specifics of it, but we can talk about how you can wipe the Steam OS, which they say it's fine, and put Windows on it, and yep. then you could put the full integration of the Xbox app and Xbox Game Pass PC, which gives you 150 games on Game Pass PC, uh, or you could buy the big Xbox exclusives on Steam. You'd have to rebuy them, but you could buy like Gears Five, Forza Horizon Four, Sea of Thieves, um, some of those games that they put thrown on Steam, and you could have those natively on there. Yep. Um, so you could get the Xbox experience, so to speak. I think there might be even more you could do to it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> just the fact that it's a, it's I mean it, it's a PC, it's a PC in your pocket, guys. I mean, if you have some big pants, yep. I guess. <laughs> but Jinkos. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Or some parachute pants, whatever you want to be wearing today. Uh, you know, it's up to you. No no shame here. Um, but do you think it, it threatens the Nintendo Switch at all? No, absolutely not. Yeah, I don't nope. either. Nope. I don't either. I, I, I know for sure that the Nintendo Switch OLED model is going to sell out and be impossible to find yep. for a year. And the Steam Deck is going to be very difficult to get a hold of. They've done a good job where you have to have... Prior to June 2021, you have to have a purchase and account that has been uh, been on there before the announcement. Plus, you have to have bought a game on Steam this month when the up when the pre-orders went up. So mm -hmm. they've circumnavigated people just making Steam accounts to buy 15 yeah. of them and sit them in the yeah. corner of their room and scalp them. Yeah, so but, many people you know, got the message: "Hey, your account is too new. You can't buy one." Yeah, and it's like, whoa, okay. And you know what? Good for them to try to curb the scalpers. Really, uh, you know, I wish more companies would try to curb scalping. Um, Sony, uh, Microsoft, um, to do something. I know the the problem with that is if you're Target or Walmart or Amazon, do you really care if scalpers are the ones buying them? All you care is that when your product comes forward, you get your cut and push the product out. And I kind of think that's why Target and these these companies aren't 
going out of their way to change. Because if you try and go around and change how you allow purchases, you start to build loopholes and, and holes in the armor for your security. And it's yeah. not worth it just to stop scalpers from uh, making it difficult for customers to buy something. Yeah, but I do that's, miss... The that's fact. my devil's advocate answer to why it sucks right now. I hate it. Yeah, I but I do miss the fact that we could just go to the store and buy these consoles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it sucks that that's not there. Brigadier's, uh, Brigadier's Blue says, Can't stay and watch. Got stuck with the weekend shift at work, but wanted to show support to two of my favorite content creators. Appreciate you very much, Blue. He's Big awesome. supporter of the show. I, I appreciate yeah. that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't see it you know, affecting the Switch sales at all. I really don't. Matter of fact, I'll go on, uh, you know, even though we've seen so much tw- uh, Twitter hype and social media hype about this new portable console, the Steam Deck, I have a feeling that this is just like a new cool factor thing that's going to go away. Not, not, not the Steam Deck per se, but the whole hype train around it. Eventually, around handhelds? Die out. No, 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 Steam Deck. The Steam Deck itself. I think that uh, people's, you know, hype for it, I think it's going to die down. And I think it'll sell very well initially, but then I think it, it's not going to be like something that just sells like hotcakes, you know, month after month, year after year. I think it's going to die down. A year or two, you're not going to really be seeing people clamoring for this thing. I got to have it, you know. That yeah, sort of I can see that. It just it does make me wonder if it's a flash in the pan thing to jump on the handheld thing that switch. We've had handhelds for for decades, right? Yeah, remember the Tiger Electronics? No, but no, seriously, we've had we've had these handhelds for a while, and it's been hit or miss. Like the Wii U handheld part didn't really work. Switch is amazing. Yep. Uh, the Vita was really well, well received. Was but the Vita? And didn't left, make it yeah. through. PSP did really well, but didn't you know keep going on. So um, you have another super chat you should hit now that kind of folds right into what we're talking about. Oh yeah, this one is from Mister Joanna Dark. Says hello, gentlemen. Do you think the Xbox should make a handheld, or should they make their uh, Xbox Game Pass compatible with Steam OS? Um, I don't think they should make a handheld. I, I'm yeah, not. Yeah, I don't either. I, I I don't think. Look, Phil has already stated. In case in point with VR, he's, he doesn't want to do a VR unit. And I, I could understand. It's pretty expensive to make hardware. Um, and, well, that's a really niche market. Handheld market isn't niche. But the fact that they have xCloud and they're trying to get everybody on their mobile phones and, you know, other devices, I think going the hardware route with a handheld would just kind of cannibalize some of that and, and not really, I don't know. It just doesn't sound like it would coincide well with I think that if Microsoft and Xbox sat down and and looked at Mr. Joanna Dark's question, like if they were doing that in a meeting, that I think the team would come away from that saying, this is how much we would spend in R&D just to hope that our handheld would take off and become popular. And to think about the Xbox Series S, which is in many ways as powerful or has some of the same similarities as the Steam Deck, if Xbox was to make a handheld, could they make it anywhere near as small as the Steam Deck and still be able to offer enough power to run native games? I mean, think about I think about the like 20 games you have on your Xbox Series S or X right now and pretend you had a handheld that was like um that accompanies that. What games would you load on there? Like say you wanted to bring Outer Worlds with you. That's like a 50 gigabyte game or something. 
and you'd fill up that. Yeah. Would you get the same experience? Would you? I've actually tried to play. I have a my phone's kind of dirty, but here, but I have a uh, I have a Note Nine, which is one of the biggest phones. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's one of the it's one of the larger phones you can get right now. And when I was playing Outer Worlds on on XCloud with my Razer Kishi, which uh, you know expands out the controllers to this size, if you guys are watching on camera, let's say something like this, right? When I was when the dialogue was going on in Outer Worlds, I couldn't read it really on my screen because like the line of dialogue's like this wide. If you're yeah, following along, so that is a problem. Yeah, some of that stuff doesn't translate. And Steam Deck's cool, but like, all of your games aren't made well. for that screen. Yeah, yeah, you're going to run into those issues as well. But the, the the fact remains though that what Microsoft is doing with X Cloud and stuff, I think that X Cloud. All those plans they're making for that, I, I, I think it just doesn't, it doesn't lend well to say making a, you know, a hardware, uh, handheld gaming device that plays games natively. It's, it doesn't, it doesn't speak to what they're trying to do for XCloud. What about the, what about the second part of Mr. Joannix Ark's question? He he said, what about them integrating Game Pass PC onto Steam? What, he's like, should they should they bring that into Steam so all Steam users can have access to that? Um, I don't if know. I read what that do you think correctly? about that? See, look, I'm not a big PC guy, so I don't have a Steam account or anything. So I, I, I really don't know about that one. You you have a Steam account. What do, what would you say for that? Do you think well, they I think roll that into Steam? If <laughs> to make Xbox Game Pass compatible with Steam OS is probably like a whole. Uh, Zocker in the chat might be able to make a guesstimation better than I can, but for them to make Game Pass PC compatible with Steam OS may be like a year-long project that may be too too uh, too late to integrate. Uh, but I think what he's getting at, like if Xbox Game Pass on PC or Xbox Game Pass as a whole was available on Steam OS that anyone with a Steam Deck would be able to play yeah. the entire Game Pass library. It would bring in way more subscribers just being on Steam. Yeah. So no, that's true. I don't know. It's true. There's kind of some here and there that, you know, it only really needs to happen for the handheld because if you're on Steam on your PC, you don't need it on Steam OS. You just download the app on your computer like you play yeah. in Origin. You have all these uh all these launchers anyway. But- but just going back to that handheld thing, I just wanted to say that uh, I, I think that with cloud gaming, they basically, you know, they want to put emphasis on the fact that you can play on so many different devices and stuff. Like, they they don't want you tied to a specific handheld. And, and I think that, you know, would people buy it? Sure, there would be the diehards that would buy it. But I don't think it would really be a big item seller. Like, I, I don't think they should go that route. I, I just don't. I just don't think they they even care to. Like you said, you're you're on iPads, iPhones, you're on Android, you're on Kindle, you, and you're going to be on Samsung smart TVs and other smart TVs via app eventually. Yeah. So you're on virtually every screen that you can be on. Exactly. That, that's my Once point. they get this all rolled out, to have a dedicated device. Soccer yeah, in the chat says, he doesn't think it would take too long. You're already connected to your Xbox network account on their games through Steam. You can get Xbox achievements on Steam. So he thinks it wouldn't be a lot of work, but... Mm, okay. 
Um, so you know, but I, I I just do believe that you know I I can't wait till I can play Game Pass on my toaster. Like that's going to be phenomenal, <laughs> you know, because it's going to roll out to everything eventually. Uh, Tony Bryant says, "Like and share this out, people. Fonz and Colt together is always good." Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Me and Colt are always good together. Um, yeah, we get along so well because me and Colt talk all the time. Like it's it's just funny. Um, yeah, just friends hanging out here. Uh, let's move on because the Steam Deck, you know, it's kind of boring me. Uh, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's why I didn't. That's why I didn't purchase a Steam Deck, people. Like I saw people going nuts for it. Like, oh my god, I can't believe this thing. It's so revolutionary. And I'm like, it's a handheld. Calm down. Um, that's just the way I look at consoles. I like the traditional console under my TV and just sitting on my couch and having a good time with the controller. Uh, so I want to talk a little bit about. Um, let's talk about. How gamers, uh, or more importantly, how journalists, or some journalists out there anyway, taking it easy, gaming, putting games on easy while they review games. Um, what's your thoughts on this, Cole? Uh, you know, there was a young journalist lady that had come out and said that she uh, has always played games that she's reviewed on easy and always will. Okay, well, this, this is pretty dicey, isn't it, Fonz? Pretty dicey because because on one hand, uh, I I think you might agree with me, but in in agreement with my my stances, I don't think you should gatekeep or choose how other people play games. But on the other hand, I think if you're a game reviewer and that's one of your full time jobs, uh, a lot of reviewers that we've watched over the past decade or so will play a game through multiple difficulty levels so that they can speak on the challenge and the experience of playing it as intended or as not intended. But I also believe in accessibility where someone who has a different uh, challenge or a different ability, vision or hearing or motor skill, yeah. that they may not be, they're not going to go for the hard challenge. They, they need to tailor that game so they can play no. it. Yeah, and and, and that's, that goes without saying. We, we, you and I are both the type of person that would never condone somebody saying, hey, you know, somebody that has any kind of disability or whatever shouldn't be playing this game, you know, at all. No. You or know, even if just somebody on, on social media that likes gaming says, look, I play all my games on easy, I wouldn't be like, you're not a real well, gamer. Here's my real issue with the whole, <laughs> this whole topic is the fact that, um, look, you're a game reviewer. All right. If that's your profession, is that if that's what you get paid to do, I understand about time constraints, but let's be real honest here. The fact remains that the reason why you're probably playing it on easy is so that you can get to that review first and put it out there first for clicks. That's oh, yeah, what it maybe. comes down to. Yeah. People are rushing for that. It's not the fact that they can't get through it on normal or whatever. It's that they want to be first. And because let's face it, when you have the first reviews out there, those are the ones that are read. The first. Yeah, bunch of but reviews. you're also under embargo. Like it's got to be by oh, 6 a.m. on Monday. So, but, but if you're met midway through the game and you're not making it with your time constraints, the game's too hard. Yeah. Yeah, but that's why I respect people that say, those reviewers that say, hey, this is under this review is still ongoing or whatever. They put it out there. They tell you what they're doing. Now, this young lady that said this, I don't know if she's young or not, but anyway, uh, now I wonder, is she putting it out there that she's playing on easy when she does her review? Is it said in there? Because 
I would argue the fact that a lot of people were saying, well, who's to say the, the uh, game creators want you to play it on a certain difficulty level? I would argue that normal is what they intended. Everything else is, you know, by choice, you know, whatever you want to do. So I would argue that because let's face it, there are some games out there with AI. If you put it on easy, it's, it, the AI is really dumb. You some AI out there, you put it on, you know, hard and they get really smart and, and they're doing things that are different. It makes it a completely different experience. So when you're uh, avoiding a, a completely different experience, it's like, how does that translate to your review? How, how are you coming across to the reader if you are indeed playing it on easy and you're not letting them know? And then they play it on normal uh, and normal. And they're like, wait a minute. She said it wasn't really that hard. And it is now that now you know? that would be a problem, and you can't like throw a blanket over it, right, Fonz? If, yeah. if because not every review says you know the game wasn't very challenging, but then like Janice uh, thirty seven always plays a game on easy, and she's transparent about that. But but games also offer difficulty with a description saying I just want a story, or I want a yep. challenge, or I want to I want to be punished, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and I have no None problem. of that really matters. Like when I watch a review, I, I have a three prong approach to choosing to play a game. One is watching the review and gameplay and seeing if it looks like something I like. If it's turn based, I probably won't check it out. Or if it's got too many puzzles, I may feel like I'll get too bored. Right. So, and then the other thing is I look at Metacritic as a gauge of what all of the industry professionals think the game deserves as a score and of course that can never be used by itself and then the third prong is so i've got gameplay metacritic gameplay with my eyes metacritic and then a close friend or a group of people that i usually align with that i like that like games the same as me like i have to use that like Fonz, you and i like a lot of the same games so if you say hey i like this game i'm like i'm pretty sure i'll like it the metacritic score is pretty good and i saw the gameplay on youtube and that looks really fun I'm buying the game. That's all I need. But depending on how difficult the, yeah. the reviewers said it, I, I don't even know if that even matters to me. I don't. I don't have a problem with anybody, any gamer or anybody out there playing on any difficulty they want to play on. That's that's whatever you want to play. You know, I, I I'm not gatekeeping anything there. Uh, I just feel like if you're a reviewer and you do so, be transparent. That's all. Be transparent. S- Put it out there. Hey, I played this game on easy because of this or that. And be transparent and say, hey, I didn't beat this game at all, but I'm still reviewing it. Because some of yeah. them are even admitted to that. They don't even beat the games, which is crazy to me. Because that can totally change your opinion on how a game ends or whatever. Like, you know, story-wise especially. Um, I, you know, <laughs> I just feel it's kind of, um, that, that's the main thing. Transparency. Be transparent if you're a reviewer or whatever. Uh, but if you're just a regular gamer like you and I, Colt, it doesn't really matter. I mean, you can play on easy, hard, whatever you want to play. It's it's all good to me. I don't, I, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't affect me. Yeah, but you know what we see, Fonz, is since we're like in the community and we're talking with people and we're representing gaming on our channels and on our podcasts, there are some people who go and check... <laughs> Check people's gaming profiles and say he doesn't have the he doesn't have the beat the campaign on hard achievement. You know he's a fraud. Like that kind of stuff goes yeah, on. 
Yeah, uh, I know, but yeah, not everybody. I mean, just same, because though. we make content on games doesn't mean that we're amazing at games. Now we play games. We play games all the time together, not together. You know, but I'm just saying, like, it doesn't mean that we're just like amazing at, at video games. Uh, NXG and uh, Barbaric says most people, if not all, play on normal difficulty, then play on harder, uh, harder difficulty when they beat it. Shouldn't reviewers play on normal as a baseline? Um, I would say, yeah, I would say yes. I would say yes. They should play it on normal, but if they don't, be transparent. Put it out there. Say, hey, I didn't beat it on normal. On normal, well, I beat it on easy, and I'm good with that. Well, let me say that normal when you when you. When you pick a normal difficulty on a game, as a reviewer, you have to think this is probably where the majority baseline of my audience is going to be choosing to play the game. And mm-hmm. I know like when Halo Infinite comes out, there's all these people say, I always play the campaign on heroic or I always play it mm-hmm. on uh, the highest yeah. difficulty, yeah. no matter what. And like that's not that's not the, the large audience of people who are going to be checking out no. the Halo Infinite review so i think if you're going to review halo infinite you could play it on an easier setting but i think it's probably a good idea to play it normal so you can speak to a larger audience um but you know like, like gaz is in the chat talking about yeah. Doom eternal which you'll yeah. talk about in a second but like i'm playing the expanded content right now and it's so difficult i don't know how anybody could say yeah. i'm gonna do it on nightmare uh, but but people do and yeah, tons like people play it he said i played doom eternal on nightmare because i'm a real gamer I also haven't got past the first encounter. <laughs> he, he's joking. He actually, I was talking yeah. to him yesterday. Gaz is That's amazing. Awesome, he's Gaz. a good friend of ours. Gaz, Gaz is playing it on a really hard difficulty. I think he's playing it either on Nightmare or the one below it. Hey, uh, he'll up, write Colt. it in the chat. Hold up, Colt. That's Gaz of Game On Daily. If you're not following Game On Daily or Gaz or Asa, he's in the chat as well. Go ahead and give them guys a follow here on YouTube and Twitter. They're um, awesome people. And, and awesome. block him on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Follow him, then block him. <laughs> No, but yeah, I, mute then block. <laughs> That's what you do. Yeah, anyway. uh, he's playing it on a really hard difficulty, and um, we were in party chat yesterday while we were both playing the game. And every once in a while, I'd go, I'd do like my fake cussing, like "Oh, fudge!" and <laughs> and then he'd be like, "Shut up!" and he start yelling. And uh, yeah, we we're having a good time. But yeah, uh, have the challenge however you want. Hustle and motivate in the chat says ILP raid. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be some ILP spilling over. Uh, you know, I start as the ILP kind of winds down after five, six hours. You know, <laughs> they do those long Jeez. shows. Um, but anyway, love my brothers over there at the Iron Lords podcast. Shout out to Cognito, Sav, King, Addict, all those guys, amazing people. So it's, it's great to see uh, their fans and stuff come into here. I really appreciate it. Uh, I see Mass Erect in, in the chat and everything. Yeah. I feel like, you know, just be transparent if you're a reviewer. But, uh, yeah, as a gamer, play play on whatever difficulty you feel fit. I mean, I, How are you going to know, though, Fonz? That's the other thing. How are you going to know if if well, Polygon's review was played on easy? Well, don't some, and, ga- don't some games kind of shame you, though, when you pick the easy difficulty? There's like uh, Wolfenstein, I believe, does that, right? Put, puts the pacifier in your mouth. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, you'll get shamed a bit, but who cares? It's It's gaming, people. Uh, I play on normal. I'll be uh, straight up honest. Like, I do normal difficulty. Mm-hmm. I rarely ever go to the harder stuff because it's just, I, I don't want to beat my head over a wall. Just, I, I'm not doing it. That's why I quit I, from software games, by the way. Yeah, and I don't puff my chest either. Um, Outer Worlds was one that I played on yeah. hard. I think somebody 
somebody said that you need to play it on hard, otherwise it gets boring. And so I just remember somebody saying that when the game came out and I put on hard and I was playing the DLC and I was getting my butt kicked, but I did just fine in the other part of the game. So the whole the whole campaign. So I was playing the DLC and I'm like, man, I just keep dying over and over. And I looked, I'm like, hard? I don't remember choosing hard, but it must have been that main game. It, it was true. I played through the game just comfortably. Yeah, but, I, did too. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Pick and choose. But Tim Schaefer from Double Fine put out a tweet last week where he said, if you beat Psychonauts mm-hmm. 2 with the invincibility mode on, you still beat Psychonauts 2. And then, as we get super spicy into your show, Fonz, and then he made a patronizing follow-up tweet directly after saying, I'll paraphrase it because he he wouldn't name games, but he's like, I beat Dark Souls uh, without ever getting hit once, and I'm 9-level prestige in Call of Duty. But he didn't use those game title names. And that made a lot of people really angry that, like, he was making fun of people for prestiging prestiging like nine times of call of duty or getting through dark souls with very few deaths. But really what he's trying to say is don't brag about how great you are. Remember there's people out there that have different impairments that use a different controller or use adaptive controller. There's people who are younger. They're just getting into gaming. Yes. I, yeah, good point because my seven year old daughter, you know, she's not, she's just starting to really game and stuff. And yeah, I hand her the controller and put stuff on the easiest difficulty because I, she gets frustrated and she wants to play some of these games. Now, it's nothing violent or crazy, but, you know, some of these games I want her to, you know, appreciate and play. So I don't want her to get frustrated to the point where she feels like, oh, I can't game. And, and you can't. I, I don't want to do You that can't forget that the, uh, the people here that are in the chat and Fonz and I, we have like 20 to 30 years of gaming experience. I've played probably 3000 games or something in my life. Yeah. So if I pick up a shooter and it says I'm I'm used to the shooter experience and I want a challenge, like if I choose that, I can handle it or stop yeah. and go back and put it back to normal because I I have that I've played games like a ton. But when you bring somebody in who's new like any like a friend who doesn't play games very often or a younger kid you don't just jump them in no. and just say hey no. you know what this is how you learn yeah exactly man that's, but the point is point. who cares <laughs> now to speak a bit on what tim schaefer had, had put out there i agree that if you play it on invincibility mode if you if maybe if you have some challenges in your life and and, and you know you, you need the help or whatever. I get it. But if you're a regular gamer out there and you're, you know, you're a guy that you know, has no kind of challenge, in, you know, whatsoever, and you're playing this with in- invincibility mode, I don't think you beat it. I'm sorry. Like, I, that's not, I, I don't agree with him there. Like, you shouldn't just be able to run through everything like that with no problem at all. Like, that's, I don't know. I don't agree with that. Uh, there's there's a technicality there that I would you know argue. Um, RDX Son of Fett says RDX crew was right about the RDNA two feature only on Series DF confirmed it. Digital Foundry, of course, Spawnwave and other PlayStation PlayStation centric channels are ignoring if you super chat it. Wow, what? Okay. That's weird. The RDNA two only feature would be tier two VRS, I think. Which is yeah the VRS we've been talking about that yeah 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 it's yeah it's not really uh, 
you know, the RDNA2 talk is not something that I <laughs> I love anyway. I'm not a big tech guy, but I appreciate it, man. Like, yes, they, they the Series X and S consoles do have uh, some feature sets that aren't there on PlayStation. But can I, I damage believe, can, can I damage control but, for a moment? But I believe the PlayStation does have their own type of VRS or something that I've heard. They have soft they have software based VRS, yeah. which is something that D Batch yeah. Dealer and I talked about for like a six okay. months before the the consoles came out. Let me damage control this really really super hard and say the hardware differences and the image quality differences on these games right now has really become so inconsequential. Uh, which is really crazy for me to say because I banged that drum for a long time. And I'll tell you why. The reason why was as an Xbox One owner, the PS4 games looked better under a magnifying glass for years. And mm-hmm. when the One X came out and stomped the PS4 Pro in almost every single game with, with rare exceptions, nobody cared. Like, they, no one wanted to talk about it, right, Fonz? No one wanted to talk about, you know... 80% of 4K when when the PS4 Pro is doing 50% of 4K and no one wanted to talk about all these different advantages. So once well, the well, Series yeah, X... I, I, I would argue, though, that there were some advantages for the Pro in that lowering that resolution, they did have better performance here and there with some games. Right, so they would get, they so, would get less frame drops or less the frame, frame drops, drops would be yeah. smaller, right? So once you got into the Scarlet and the PS5 thing where we were trying to figure out which one was more powerful and Series X was supposed to be more powerful and it didn't come out that way. I still tried to explain what was going on and I really started to notice, Fonz, not only did PlayStation guys not want to talk about it, but I think Xbox guys were tired of talking about it. And And my channel is really steered towards less hardware because now people only want to talk about games, which is really, really cool. People don't care about tier two VRS. They want to know if Starfield is going to play and look awesome on their Xbox console. And I think that's a breath of fresh air after spending like eight years talking about pixel density. It's, it's really gotten uh, it's kind of like with that console war thing. It's just kind of run its course and it's beaten a dead horse at this point. Yeah, I, and yeah, and honestly. I also say this knowing uh, if somebody clipped that last part, like they'd really get me. But I always say I also say this because we are already in the era where Xbox Series X is going to outclass the PS5 in image quality and performance, and it's only going to continue as we get into more RDNA two features. But I don't think people really care that much, and I say that knowing no, and- the Xbox continue to have an advantage. I don't think it matters anymore. I see less people caring at this point. And I, and I will say, games. Colt, like, for me personally, like, for from what I've played so far this generation, uh, for everything I've said on Miles Morales, the graphics are amazing. Amazing. Mm-hmm. What they've done there, the graphics and performance there in Miles Morales is top-notch. Uh, one of the best visually stunning-looking games I've seen, period. Um so, you know, it's like they're going to go back and forth this generation, I'm sure. Uh, I, I think that, who knows, uh, Flight Simulator will look really good. I know it's a flight sim game, but that yep. thing is just amazing looking. Uh, Forza Horizon 5 is another one that yep, is Those just two games are probably top class. Yeah. Best looking be- photorealistic games on on console right now and i don't think i don't know if playstation will come up with something that looks more photorealistic than that but they'll come up with something that's impressive in its own right so it's really about the games yeah 
It really is. Yeah, that's why I've never really spoken on the hardware and RDNA too. Like right. that's just not my thing anyway. It's it's like look, it comes down to the games and what I think looks visually appealing, and that's it. And you know what? And that's that goes for everybody as a gamer out there. We're all that way. Like it's subjective to all of us. I just played this game called Blood Roots, which is an indie title that you know it's not a looker at all. It it's got its cool little art style, but. You know, it's it's definitely not one of those top-tier-looking games, but it was fun. And that's mm-hmm. all that matters, people. The game was awesome. It was fun. Uh, Milo Stark Jr. says, Do you think there would be more hype for the Xbox uh, for a new Xbox acquisition or if Xbox announced Scalebound being out back in development? Love you guys. Uh, oh, man. Do I think there would be more hype? There'd probably be some hype around that Scalebound talk because everybody brings it up. But honestly, uh, it's it's never coming back. It's never coming back. What about you, Colt? What do you think about that? Uh, I think Scalebound, at the time of its inception, was dated. Oh, man, that's going to make so many people mad. Like, the Dante-looking guy from from Devil May Cry with the Beats earbu- or earphones. Back, what was it, like 2014 or whatever that was? 2015 when they showed that? I thought, oh, give me a break. What mm-hmm. What is this? This looks so dated. But I know people loved it. And you also have to understand that Platinum totally, what's the word I can use? They kind of they kind of messed over Xbox in that situation. They delivered six or eight games during that console generation and then turned around and, and half of them were exclusive to PlayStation and then turned around to Phil and asked him for another year and more money to finish Scalebound. And Phil was not happy and said, you're done. We're not working with you. We're canceling it. We're just going to eat the money we spend at this point. No, thank you. We're done. That's yeah. that's basically what I heard. So if you're asking for scale bound, uh, ask. Yeah. I, I, not even Platinum Games can that's, make it. I think the IP belongs to Xbox and they wrote it off. It's it's just, you know what? It's just like asking Phil for uh, Brute Force. You're never going to get it. Right? <laughs> you're never going to get Brute Force again. Uh, RDX Sunifet says Hive Busters looks better than Miles. I disagree, sir, but Hive Busters is a great looking game as well. But you got to take w- this into account. One is very linear, the other one is yep. open world. I and I think that Miles beats it regardless, but yeah, Hive Busters is an amazing looking game though. Gears 5 is, is an awesome looking game. Yeah, I think it's it's right up there, but like the linear fashion they can they can hone in those graphics. The, the character models in Gears look really amazing, and so does Miles Morales. But Miles Morales is also like a major, huge New York City map that you can just swing around at, you know, 50 miles an hour. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, so, I loved High Busters. It was really good and short. So, we, we have about 10 minutes left in the show, Colt, and I just want to bring up the fact that uh, Netflix wants to try to get into gaming, apparently. Um, oh, man. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, so there's not really much known here, really. They hired, uh, can't remember his name. Oh, I, man, I should have written David Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff of, of uh, Baywatch fame. That's exactly right. So they hired him to make some games over on Netflix. You're right. German pop sensation David Hasselhoff. Uh, <laughs> So they hired him, and he's going to make some games. We're just going with David, okay, guys? I forgot the guy's name, and I'm not going to look it up now. I should have written it down, all right? I thought I had it in my mind. You're not going to give him props for Knight Riders? You're going to go with Baywatch and German pop sensation? You know what? Knight Rider's there as well. I can't forget about Knight Rider. And that theme song was one of the best. Still is. Anyway, 
Uh, David Hasselhoff was hired by Netflix. Okay, not David, but <laughs> just go with it. David was hired by Netflix <laughs> to make some games. All right, people. Uh, so right now it's just called Netflix Gaming. We know nothing really, but people are speculating because they looked at some internal app or they looked inside some app and saw some coding and saw some imagery from PlayStation. Is it or something. a Netflix disc envelope or something? And, and like so printed thinking, in there. Yeah, so they're thinking that you know they might be partnering with PlayStation. Um, I think that'd be a very expensive venture. First of all. Second yeah. of all, I don't know that Sony would do something like that outside of their own ecosystem. What do you think? I don't think so either. I don't think so either. My, my first my first worry for Netflix gaming, I'm okay with them coming into gaming, but obviously as a as a gaming customer, you have to be worried about Netflix buying a studio instead of building one. And yeah. you you can't say the same for PlayStation and Xbox because They've both built and bought their studios. So when when they acquire them, I mean that's the problem, right? If PlayStation buys a studio, though that can, they can never make a multiplat, and that's the same with Xbox. So that's my worry. We already have this separation between Xbox and and PlayStation, and if Netflix comes in and wants to buy Warner Brothers or something, you're like, oh crap! Like I'm not. I, I can't see myself buying in and adding Netflix gaming to my gaming ecosystem. No. It's already split enough as it is. Like I don't really play on Nintendo much. I very rarely play on PC. I split my time between Xbox and PlayStation, and I have to manage like what games are available and which ones aren't. So, all right. And I'm that's sorry to worry. do this to people, but I have to break that whole David Hasselhoff imagery in your head of him working Dang there at it. Netflix and putting games up there. But his name is Mike Verdu. They hired him. He was a former we EA close. executive. Close, right? Mike Verdu, David Hasselhoff. Anybody can make that mistake. Um, and we did it here on GTL. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, Mike dude, Verdu? Mike okay. Verdu. Um, so anyway, uh, he's going to make some games. Or he's going to be in charge of that anyway. And bring some games over to Netflix. What type of games do you think they'll do if, if not Sony here? I mean, because I really don't think that's true. But do you think it'll be some like interactive type little games? You know, kind of like how they've got some interactive games on Roku and stuff. Or do you think it's going to be Android-type games or some really big, heavy-hitting blockbusters? Stranger Things. Well, yeah. I can only make a prediction of one of two things or a combination of. When you look at the most popular games, you have like Roblox, Minecraft, and Apex and stuff like that and Call of Duty, right? Those are really popular. Like, are they going to chase those like online games as a service juggernauts, like they're going to provide that kind of situation. Are they going to bring those games in and let them be on that platform as well? Or are they going to follow the cinematic big AAA? They'll make a few AAA games. I think like Epic Game Store, they have to bring in a bunch of games to like mm -hmm. Stadia. You have to have a bunch of games in your, in your library to draw people in. You don't draw them in and say, look, we have these three games and then we have Candy Crush. <laughs> That doesn't yeah, work. Exactly. They didn't and, work for Stadia. You know, Philly Eagle out there, good friend of the show, says it's not a gaming division. No, it's, it's not, but it they're going to be bringing some type of gaming there, and we're just kind of, you know, throwing like stuff what? out Like what? I, I don't really know much I about it know. other than the headline. Like, Yeah, that's all maybe we really know right now. Yeah. That's all. You know, David Hasselhoff is coming, or Mike Verdu, sorry. Uh, he's coming over. He's going to be, you know, in charge. Of, I mean, if you pay, you know, if you pay like the second tier for Netflix, and it comes included with the games, 
the game like section or something. That might be cool. I think I pay for the lowest tier, like the regular HD stuff. You know, really, I know. I, I, I'm rethinking my thumbnail for this video. I need to have David Hasselhoff in it somehow. You know, maybe <laughs> holding up a PlayStation 4 game or something, you know. Or maybe yeah, a work. Ghost of Tsushima outfit, you know. Yeah, <laughs> no, you, I don't could, know. you could really go crazy with it. Yeah. yeah, I can. I can. Maybe I'll hit you up for that, you know, pay you a 20 spot and you can make me a thumbnail. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Randall Thor, by the way. Man with a million. Yep. Randall uh, Thor, yeah. I wonder if he'll him. call me today. Yeah. Yeah, I love him. Uh, anyway, uh, what are you playing lately, Colt? Um, everything. Shoot. I've been playing Doom Eternal, uh, God, uh, Gods of the Ancients expansion, and that's really, really, really challenging. And I was playing, you're going to have to help me with the name of it, Meat Fist, Fist Meat, Meat Fister, what? Blood Fist. What's it called? Ooh, I don't know about this game. I don't know. <laughs> the game you're talking, we were playing last night. <laughs> oh! That I couldn't oh, remember the name roots. while we were playing. Blood Roots. Blood, blood root. Roots. Blood Roots. Sorry, yeah, I remember I, I was talking last night. I'm like, what's this game called? Meat yeah, Fist? No, it's not Meat <laughs> Fist. No, it's Blood Roots. And I, yeah, I just blood beat roots. it this morning and I had a blast with it. It was a great game. Yeah, I played in about an hour of that. And, um, and yeah, just done. kind of yeah. messed. Um, yeah. Are you looking yeah. forward to Death's Door? Yes, I am. Xbox? Yeah. I was talking to someone last night that is playing it under nda and he or she could only just say how much fun they were having playing the yeah. game so i heard people are but having fun sounded sounded very very happy with it so yeah yeah you got cool. people in in the chat they're never gonna forget meat fist they're probably not gonna forget david hassel <laughs> it's a good name for a band i think it's probably it probably is a band name nope and now meat fist <laughs> yeah this is just a this is just a, a great show today full full of laughs and and fun and of course love uh yeah so Death's Door's coming Tuesday Xbox and PC I'm looking forward to it I'm gonna pick it up it's like twenty bucks I think not on Game Pass not that Game and Pass. Song of Iron are are big big little indies that are not included in Game Pass I don't know why like they're ID at Xbox games they're exclusive which kind of like meets all the criteria to be in Game Pass but, but maybe not. they didn't strike that deal the same way but I think those games are about twenty bucks a piece. Gaz said it's a good name for a porn bit. Gaz! Hey, 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 this is a family-friendly show. Gaz, we can't do that here. Maybe on the sauce <laughs> video, you can do that over there. You and Jason, whatever his name is. But anyway, but I am not doing that here, sir. Okay? Yeah, Song of Iron and Death Door are not on Game Pass, but uh, are looking really good. Um, also, yeah, there's more to talk about. Yeah, there's... Yeah, so I'm going to get This is Door. like the floodgates for Xbox games right uh, the now. Ascent, they just started. The, as, the Ascent is coming in a, in a couple of weeks, and yep. I cannot wait for that game. Maybe it, it will be that cyberpunk game that doesn't get trashed by the community. Hopefully. Oh, yeah, I don't... I don't know. We don't know enough about that game, but it does no. look really good. It does look really good. We'll and play then, that in co-op together. And then we've got Ghost of Tsushima on the PS5, the DLC anyway. I'm looking forward to that. Definitely going to pick up that. That's going to be a lot of fun. They're saying like, you know, 10 to 15 hours on that DLC campaign. I'm, I'm probably thinking it's going to be more in line with maybe 7, 8. Uh, but I'm still, excited to play it in 60 frames. We had to play the whole game at 30 frames well, on the PS4. You can play it in 60 right now. It's, it's yeah. available in 60. Uh, yeah, I'm just, waiting I for the that expansion. New content. I want that new content, that Iki Island content. Yeah, that's what I can't. Uh, RDX Son of Fett super chatted you and said, "Where did Exo Mecha go? This is the free to play first person shooter with like sh shiny armored 
like robots and mechs and dinosaurs. I looked that up yesterday, RDX Cinefet, and they said that it was still on track for August of this Ooh. year, but they haven't set a release date. They haven't talked about it in like four or five months. So as far as I know, Exomecha is still coming and uh, Crossfire X is still coming this year. Like, hold, I'm like, there's yeah. like six or eight games coming for Xbox. And, and then of course we've got uh, flight simulator in August yep. as well. Uh, yep. Tony Okami says in the chat, who wants to co-op meat fist with me, sir? Uh, not I, and that is not a co-op game, sir. Oh man, you're all on your own with that one, dude. Yeah, Meat Fist is a competitive multiplayer game, so take anyway, that how folks, you will. We've <laughs> hit that hour mark. We've come to the end of the show, and Colt, I want you to let everybody out there know where to find you. You can find they me on know. Xbox Live where I'm not hiding offline like some people. So Ooh. I'm always there. My my gaming profiles are public for everybody to see uh, with my modest gamer score. And I am on Twitter and YouTube at Colt Eastwood where I try and make one video a week. And I've got XNC Podcast, which is tomorrow night. That's my weekly podcast where I get people from the gaming community and people from the industry, as I can, Great to just podcast. talk about what's going on for the week. So tomorrow uh, I've got a couple guests lined up. So yeah, check it out. Of course, Follow Fonz. Fonz is amazing. Fonz is a guy who built up a YouTube channel and scrapped it to start anew to get like this focused <laughs> channel, and it's yeah. grown this fast. So, and all these guys are all true friends. We're all friends here. And yeah, yeah. There yeah, was no. And I want to put something out there, okay? Because I see a lot of people saying, you know, Colt left RDX, and there's got to be some bad blood there and stuff. There is not. Colt. Nope left RDX because of reasons, personal reasons and stuff. I was sick of it. <laughs> but, no, <laughs> no but, like, like uh, yeah, honestly, I talked to dealer quite a bit right. about this and yeah. I'd done the show every week, missed like four or five shows in four years. I did a lot of shows and I just said, Hey, you know, I, there was a couple of times where I took a break here or there, but I was like, I, I think I'm, I want to be done with the show. I'm going to make my show. And I'd like to just come on as a guest and not have that pressure of, of being there every Tuesday, and we talked about it quite a bit, and well, yeah, I mean, he said he saw it coming. People don't yeah. understand. It's you know when you have to show up to different shows and stuff, and you're constantly doing things week after week. It does take a lot of your time, and it takes a lot of your time out of your family's time as well. And me and Colt are both family men. We've got kids, we've got wives, we've got things to deal with, full time jobs. Colt still works. Yep. He's not he's not just doing full, uh, YouTube full time. So it's it's a, a struggle. Uh, sometimes and I, and I, but yeah, it's, um, yeah. Doing the show for a long time was really good. And, um, I, I knew that as soon as I left, like that's just how dealer is. As soon as, as soon as somebody leaves, the show carries on because he just has, he just has the power. He has the charisma and he has the energy and all of that spills out to whoever's on his show, whether they're a guest or a panel member. And, um, yeah, I, it's, it's just really good. And, um, <clears throat> pretty soon I'd like to ask him uh, <laughs> I'm going to ask him if I can come on I'm not going to wait for him to ask me but yeah. yeah and I'll have him on my show too as he gets settled in and you got to have yeah. me on your show too Colt I'm holding you to it buddy of course um, yeah. yeah I know uh, anyway yeah. guys that's the end of the show until next week game on folks <laughs>